1: oh well once i combine these things yeah yeah what <laughs> profits <laughs>
2: welcome to sincast presented by cinema
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Booyah. Booyah. Oh, we have a lot to say about that. <laughs> shit. Oh, yes. Uh, that's no ordinary greeting from Jeremy. That's that's a meta greeting uh, right there. That's foreshadowing. That's right. <laughs> a meta greeting. Um, <laughs> And for music video sends, Barrett share funnel
2: fairy butter bar.
1: There, there you go, there uh-huh. you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod, mini mini pod,
0: pod. a justice pod, leaguey pod, leaguey pod, leaguey pod. Like, pod. It is better.
1: it is a very leaguey pod. It is yes, yes for sure um, of Justice League. It's a, it's rare we actually are doing this like almost almost right after it came out. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much money it's going to make. Uh, but it made thirteen million on a Thursday night preview, which is well below what it did what Suicide Squad and Batman v yeah, Superman in fact, did.
0: I saw an article today that said that it's on track to do less than a hundred million opening, mm-hmm. which all the Marvel movies and Wonder Woman all hit a hundred million this year on their opening weekend.
1: Yeah. And the uh the 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 amount of money Warner Brothers has left on the table with all these Batman, Superman related uh movies is, is staggering. Yep. It's staggering. Mm -hmm. uh anyway we're gonna be talking about this movie today i think we have three relatively different takes
0: on this movie that's interesting you guys only know my take because you saw my tweet so yeah
1: one person in this room hates this movie bear it one person in this room (laughs) doesn't like it but there's some parts of it that he likes And then there's somebody I think that kind of likes it, but not. It doesn't. It still fell short. Yes,
0: that's me you're describing, right? Yeah, I was (laughs) hoping it
1: would be a surprise, but you know, Jeremy, like at a someone at a trivia contest where he's at a at a bar and he doesn't know what the rules are. Is like you know, Ben Affleck. (laughs) Um. It's like that episode of Seinfeld
0: where he's dating that girl who keeps finishing his sentences, but she's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but uh, so, where do we want to start on this? I, 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 I'll right, tell you, your take? I'll tell you what. I what. I, I we're going spoiler free for a few minutes, right? Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, I I'm the one who is, is who does not like this movie. Even though there are parts of it that I like, and I may even get turned around on the th- things that I like about this movie, mm-hmm. because I've heard a couple of takes that make a little bit of sense as far as and th- the stuff that I like is Ezra Miller. I like I like He's the great. Flash and everything. The problem is, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I, the thing about his performance is that I'm, I've we've started to see this a lot in like to make people laugh this whole like you know like nervous like say something and then like and then like just kind of like drop it off the cliff a little bit and ezra miller's doing that nervous kind of performance where you're like ah, that's funny because he's you know he's awkward yeah and uh and and so like i sit there and laugh and then i'm like you know there are some moments there that that's going to get it's going to grate on me especially for a whole movie if that if that's what it's going to be like when the flash movie comes out Mm -hmm. but uh i am i am i i am tired of artifacts in movies (laughs) (laughs) this time you have three yeah well (laughs) if you really want to call it three it's really one thing but they're all distributed around the earth stupidly
2: we should just call them tesseracts like everybody <sighs> just i was actually uniform thinking like, spark.
1: yeah from transform they, they are yeah, they well, are exactly. essentially allspark yeah they are, that's what they are um yeah i'm tired of that um I, I i think the main takeaway i have from this movie the reason why i don't like it very much at all is I, again i hate hammering a director over and over and over again uh, Zack Snyder, I don't think has got nearly the kind of like hate that Michael Bay deserves or anything. Yeah. Mm. And I and I feel like he's a good director somewhere at some point. Maybe not with this. Um, but he is the problem with this movie. Oh my God, the slow mo! This is not a
0: spoiler. In the first five minutes of the movie, there's a slow motion scene of two random street thugs being arrested, kicking over. A fruit stand's crate of oranges. Right. And the camera, like, zooms in super slow-mo on, like, an orange flying through the air. And I was giggling for the wrong reasons. Right. Like, that does not... This movie's two hours long. That does not need to be slow-mo. Yeah. That was a quintessential Snyder moment And that's
1: what kills me. I heard, what, 45 minutes have been cut out of this movie? Yeah, a lot. A lot. When stuff like that happens, it's infuriating. When you hear that 45 minutes has been cut out and then they left room for that. Yeah. That is what is infuriating. Especially
0: since that scene is supposed to be basically showing us things are bad all over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And we we hear a little bit about that. We see a couple main characters dealing with bad all over. And then it cuts to, this is how we're going to illustrate. These two random thugs on the street being arrested and fighting back. Oh, they kicked the fruit. That was a minute (laughs) and a half of your life. You're never going to get back.
1: Right. Um, But when he shoots action scenes, I was talking to Barrett about this afterwards uh he uses lots of close-ups you have no clue where anything is right in in comparison i always rail on marvel movies because of this you don't know what's going on mainly it's because of the editing in marvel movies here it's both the editing and the way it's shot Mm -hmm. there's so many different kinds of like you see close up of the bad guy and something's happening Who knows what it is. And, uh, and like, you'll see a hero shot, you know, like the flash, every time the flash shows up and he's doing something in one of these big melee scenes or whatever, it's him, a lot of lightning. And where the fuck is he? Yeah.
0: There's only one exception to that. And we'll get into that after we start talking spoilers, but there is one scene about two thirds of the way through this movie that I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, but overall, before the people who don't want any spoilers drop off, uh, there is more fun here than Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's almost a little too much. They almost tried a little too hard to to get jokey. And there are moments that that completely fall flat. And then there are moments that are so obviously Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. it almost pulls you out of the movie. Yep. Um, and along with the reshoots that Whedon did, it created in the first 30 minutes of the film, some truly terrible green screen. Yeah. Like, it mm. almost forgives everything I complained about in Thor. <laughs> like, the, where it stood out to me most was in, in Wonder Woman Land. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that city. Mm-hmm. The Muscaria. The yeah. Um, yeah when they're doing the horses and, and trying to save the mother box and all that, um, pretty bad green screen a couple times there. And then when Batman goes to talk to Aquaman for the first time, mm-hmm. you can tell... <laughs> Those reshoots, they probably didn't have both those actors on set. Right. Because that whole conversation, once Aquaman's standing in the water, it's just cut back to Mm close-ups. And the icy mountains behind Aquaman look like Photoshop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, a lot of the same problems from Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad find their way into here. We've got a terrible villain who's bland, doesn't look very good computer graphics-wise. No. He's like a bad Um, version of Snoke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's paper thin. You know, we have some of the same issues here with whose powers do what. Because there are about five fights with this motherfucker throughout this whole movie. And I can't really tell you, having seen the whole thing, other than one character, I can't tell you anybody that I know for sure should be able to take that guy down.
2: Yeah. 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 It's undefined. And those action shots that Chris was talking about, it's almost like Snyder slash Whedon. Depending on who was in in the chair that time, are trying to do like an opacity to the the background, to where all you focus on is is the hero face shot mm-hmm. basically. Because even you know when it's a wider shot and you've got you know rubber Wonder Woman fighting rubber you know Steppenwolf or mm-hmm. whatever, there's always smoke and there's always little bits of fire and there's glowing bits and there's lightning and stuff like that. It's not like if it's green screen, at least give us a clear green screen so we, we can see the action pop in front of it instead of, you know, muddling it with this soupy, soupy background. And obviously that's intentional probably to to take the edges off of that CG, but yeah, I guess. It doesn't I mean, help.
0: It felt a lot like the end of Batman v. Superman with how much orange fire CGI was in the background of the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, And that alien purple... War of the Worlds weed, I, that's never really truly oh, yeah. <laughs> explained. All I know is it's destructive Yeah, uh, and it's moving. Um, just, there's not enough care given, I think, to story nope. and character development because we're trying so hard to get these people together, but what the movie does do I think well, that shows promise is that when they get them together there are fun moments. There are a couple of moments of battle that I thought were awesome, um, and again, I love you, Zack Snyder. I'm not trying to pick on you personally. I'm not a big fan of your style. Mm-hmm. And if we could get a different director in here, like if um, Matt Reeves does Batman and then somehow takes over the next Justice League movie, I think there is now potential. Whereas up until this movie, I guess maybe up until Wonder Woman, I didn't think DC's Warner Brothers film slate had much potential at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Flash was a great introduction. For me, he stole the movie. Mm-hmm. Um They gave him about three or four too many moments to be cutesy and weird, but there are a handful of his moments that really had me laughing. Um, So anyway, uh, overall, I would probably give it a B minus. Oh. Maybe Mm. a C plus. Mm. I'm not ready to – I'm like – because even going into it, I was like, here's what's going to happen. We're so desperate for for DC to have a home run because they've had so many strikeouts (laughs) that we're going to overinflate what's good about this movie and forgive too much what's bad about it i think dicer put it best on twitter he said compared to batman v superman it's wonder woman compared to wonder woman it's batman v superman
1: (laughs) i'm I'm gonna give this a c minus um if not d plus territory um I, i think the only reason why i would keep it there is because of ezra miller um everything else about this is a disaster to me mm, um mm. the um there's i it, it just gets to the point where you at the end of this mini pod we're going to forget things that we hated about <laughs> i don't know man to, I, I made a list i brought a so list so many things about this movie that i'm gonna go through and like oh i wish i had said that <laughs> um but yeah um it's 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 disappointing uh i think even with low expectations yep so yeah i mean I hate to be that guy,
2: but this is a total F for me. I mean, this I I went in there literally trying to look for something. In fact, maybe a third of the way through the movie, I was like, okay, this has sucked so far for me. For the rest of this time, I'm going to literally try to find something that I enjoy about it. And I've spent the next two thirds face palming, (laughs) mentally yelling at the screen of like, The family that's in the the demilitarized zone. Like, why do you pick now to fucking leave? Mm -hmm. Like, right in the middle of all this. You you had all these warnings. Every bit of this was grating on me. Yes, I enjoyed some of the Ezra Miller performance. Like, I think Chris was getting to, it's his only speed. Eh, No pun intended. Right. It's his only note. Like, he's the wisecracking, nervous, you know, teenager.
0: Instead of, like, giving him some sort of substance. Well, I think... I think that I, I'm guessing, I think they're trying to start this particular character young. And as he comes into his powers and like, cause this movie goes out of its way to show he hasn't heroed before. He doesn't mm. get in fights. I think this is a very young flash that will grow as a character moving forward. Yeah. It's um, like,
2: it's like Spider-Man in civil war basically. Yes.
0: Right? Except I don't think this flash can carry his own film because he w- only works because it's a contrast to the somber seriousness of Batman and the Point Breakness of Aquaman. And <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter the say- The Point Breakitude? I saw a review that called Aquaman the Dan Cortez of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, again, if they age him up or something, maybe that's different. But if you take this character as he's presented in this movie and give him his own film by himself, it's going to drive me crazy.
2: <laughs> there was a Stefan bit on SNL where he, he came out. Yeah, you know, he does like the clubs. and This, oh, yeah. this club has everything. You know, midgets, smidgets, <laughs> Dan Cortez. <laughs> what I love about those
0: is he never finished one without cracking. I, that himself was off. the one that got him too, was <laughs> Dan Cortez, because was so out of
1: place. I think that was the whole point of those uh those particular things, wasn't it? it was yeah, yeah. John uh, John Mulaney who was writing those and make trying to get him to laugh
2: because that was the first time he was reading it. Yeah, basically. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so all right so yeah we I, it's a mixed bag in here we have you know you have if you like jeremy's uh, take on it then you should go see it uh i think um if you're like me and barrett then you should avoid it but yes
2: Runaway scream go see murder on the orient express
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i have a um, feeling i
2: would like that less actually oh no it's fine I mean, yeah. it's not really fun, but it's it's good. Okay, it's unnecessary. Take your but word it's good. for it.
1: Um, but I uh, I think we're ready to go into some spoilers. Let's for this. do it, man.
0: No spoilers. Kevin Spacey is, is
2: Kaiser Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the She's
1: daughter. They just no, 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 that no, no, was... no, 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 no! I'm reading the books. Right. Booya! Yeah, booya! What is, what is, <laughs> What, what could actually spoil this movie what what is a, a part in this movie oh you that mean, could possibly you you mean the thing that was spoiled at the end of batman v superman yeah <laughs> you know what kills me about this uh, resurrection of superman in this movie is that at the end of batman v superman they made it pretty clear that he was just he was gonna be alive the dirt lifts off the ground The dirt yeah. lifts off the ground I think they decided in between now and this movie to make it a resurrection, a Frankenstein, yes. right? Because, because uh, yeah, at the end of that, there's no point for that dirt to come off the ground. No, because he has to go through this whole process, completely dead. Yeah, well, and, I'm not quite. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: and in the death of Superman comic arc which this is trying to sort of parallel, it is kind of that. Like, he comes back because he was never really truly dead. He's an alien. He's super. And it was really kind of annoying to me that they had to, like, flatliners him in this movie to get him back.
2: Well, there was that. And then, I mean, we're derailing a little bit, but I always had a problem with why would you bury this asshole? He's been shown. He was blown up by a nuke in Batman versus Superman And, you know, after he, you know, got the sun's rays, like he he completely reforms. (laughs) Why the fuck would you lay him in state forever? If the sun maybe gets him going, that's fine. But if it doesn't, then he's dead anyway. I'll tell
0: you what, that that grave digging scene sure was awkward. Yeah. Because I was like, this, you're, uh, you're trying to get a couple of weird laughs out of this. And bonding between two heroes, but you're literally digging up a dead body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was creepy to me. Well, yeah. there's that, and then Flash makes the comment of, like, I could do this in like
2: three seconds, yeah. but it feels inappropriate. And you're like, no, fucking do it, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man. Get it done as fast as possible. <laughs> I will say, though, my favorite moment of the film is after Superman comes back, but has not yet remembered who he is and basically fights the rest of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. That scene is. When he headbutts Wonder Woman into the concrete, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then when Flash is running and and realizes Superman can see him. That's a great And then moment. Superman goes trying to punch him, but Flash is still quick enough
1: to kind of get out of the way. Yeah. And
0: then Batman gets up at the end of it and was like, oh, something's definitely bleeding. Like, that <laughs> entire
1: scene worked
0: perfectly right. for me.
1: You know what didn't work for me for that scene? I agree with you on everything about the scene. What I don't agree with is them leaving that fucking thing on the car yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just just leave that mother box Like, over that's there. the most important thing in the entire movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. worry about Superman later. Get Flash to take that shit somewhere <laughs> else. Take it to fucking, I don't know, anywhere <laughs> else. Well, and I, my other
0: complaint with that scene is that they they basically resurrect him. He flies off to this damaged statue, and everyone but Batman shows up like that. Mm-hmm. And there's all this fighting, and, st- and then like 10 minutes later, Batman shows up. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing? I right. took that to mean because
2: it, it was a decent distance, and he had to literally run over there. Or and he was the only one that could It's fucking could do Batman.
0: It. He's yeah. got gadgets stashed all around the city. Just hop on a bike somewhere. You've got a <laughs> batarang <laughs> harpoon. A great- yeah. I mean, I know Cyborg can fly, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman can jump there, and Flash can get there by blinking. But Flash could take Batman. He takes oh, people true. places yeah. all over this movie. Yeah. yeah. And it was just because they wanted Batman to have his own separate standoff with Superman. It felt a little to me. Um, and yet Batman is kind of disappointing to me in this movie. There's nothing. Batman
1: is terrible in this there's
0: movie. There's nothing at all resembling that warehouse fight from the nope. first movie. Cyborg is boring. Oh, yeah. I was so bored by every Cyborg moment. And I don't know if it's the character, the writing, the actor, the performance. I could give a rat's. And he felt like just a thing for the screenwriter to shove around for convenience we sake.
1: don't have any frame of reference except for that little dumb-ass montage in Batman v Superman yeah. where they're showing all the different heroes and everything about what happened to him or why he's got these powers or anything like that. Um, I think it's kind of strange, even though that's his, that's his character that... He can somehow tap into the Batcave cameras and stuff yeah. like that. Like, do the Batcave cameras have wireless, like, sending signals out and everything? Well, like-
0: you don't need to know. You just need to know that he can do it. Okay. Well, it's
1: it, they have this scene right. Before I felt like going he was
0: basically to- Ultron. Well,
2: yeah. exactly. He was. He has this scene where uh, Batman says, "Well, the transport can't get us to Siberia or whatever it is in time." And Cyborg's like, "With me running it, it will." and then it cuts to the next scene of him standing with them while they're in transport. So he's not doing jack shit. Yeah. But apparently he's making
0: this thing fly super fast. Yeah. I don't, well, you don't
1: need to know. Yeah, no. and uh, of course Aquaman is extremely disappointing. He this. is Aqualus. I yeah. was
0: very disappointed with There's him. There's
1: a whole thing. Like, okay, so this is another thing. I was talking with Barrett afterwards. When we see Atlantis, that should be an amazing, awe-inspiring shot going into atlantis we see him just kind of swim there and there's already a battle taking place and uh which is going to get me on another tangent uh but there's a battle taking place and we see this underwater like oh i guess they're in atlantis whoopee it's all dark in the background All the lights are atlantis should be it should it should like give me a little bit more wonder than fucking naboo does in (laughs) star wars um and uh and it didn't it's uh it's it's just it's uh it's a garbage scene and i was really disappointed because atlantis should be the thing that you say holy shit that's atlantis yeah and we it's yada yada in the movie yeah um and yeah aquaman he sucks in this movie he sucks uh i like jason momoa yeah but he this this character sucks there's a whole scene where this is the biggest scene i think barrett and i talked about afterwards was the whole thing where they're they're under gotham harbor or whatever and like because the little bomb or whatever explodes the thing and the water starts coming in aquaman finally gets his chance like he's been waiting out there the whole the whole time he's been like floating in the water like at any time now this fucking tunnel is gonna burst open and uh and yeah he comes in i knew as soon as they said he said in harbor i was like this is where he's gonna come in but he's been sitting there the whole time he's probably you know he's been at home washing his tights there's way too
0: other than ezra miller's flash which i think his acceptance of the gig immediately is pretty cute everyone else like has the same, I'm not going to help you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to help you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets a little tiring. I almost do the same thing with Superman. And I don't understand. Basically, they Hulk lullabied Superman by showing him Lois Lane. Yep. And that somehow brought back everything. (laughs) But even when he's still beating them up, he says to Batman... Do you bleed? Yeah, he so remembers. I'm like, you fucking remember that movie. You remember what happened.
1: Yeah how c- how do you not know you guys are friends now? That that just, oh so that was so distressing to me. That fucking <laughs> Lois Lane broke him from the like love kills the demon bullshit. Better bring in the big guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, the I, I was I was like okay yeah I get it. Love is uh, a transcendent thing or whatever. But don't tell me fucking Lois. Just looking at Lois Lane suddenly makes you go oh yeah that's right I'm good yeah don't fucking tell me and that i mean shit. it's
2: it's a fucking light switch too there's no sort of you know
1: yeah he's not fighting it, to it. no anything. he's
2: just like oh all right let's go to the field even though there's probably some sort of hideous danger happening right now in fact he knows that because lois tells him that and then he's like you know hey, let's wait for mom to show up mm-hmm,
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah um uh, can we talk for a moment about the parademons <laughs> yeah is that what they're called <laughs> they, they are called parademons they're the minions of steppenwolf they apparently literally oh, smell fear. Yeah. It's victims that have turned into some kind of vampire state. And they fly around on these little wings. And about the second time I saw them on screen, I was like, these guys remind me of the grasshoppers from A Bug's Life. hmm <laughs> And then every other time they showed up, it got funnier and funnier and funnier to me, to where I was giggling every time they were on screen, thinking of, like, Richard Kind making some kind of a, why do you want to go back to Ant Island now? <laughs> they come, they eat, they
1: leave. They come, they eat, they leave.
0: Um, they may be more more underdeveloped than Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah, totally. They're, just, they're basically the Cree or the whatever from the Avengers- the rock people from Suicide Squad. It's like, I mean, have we made our heroes too powerful that every movie has to have thousands of you know instantly killable drone yes. soldiers for the bad guy? Yes, it's happened um, so
1: often. It's, it's so constant. often,
0: and they're not getting any more clever with design. Or it's just we need something for Aquaman to mow down and then be caught by Cyborg and say, "My man."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Between
0: that and Cyborg's booya after the villain is defeated, I was kind of pissed yeah. at at how lame some of the humor attempts were.
2: Booya. Yeah. Let me ask you about that. Booya. Is that a thing? I don't know how much you read in the comics, but is that a thing for his character? I don't care if it
0: is. It's a thing for ESPN. I can almost is-
1: fucking guarantee it's not. And I don't even read the comic books. I can guarantee you, there's no instance. Of that character going booyah. That's after that's something. the
2: problem. Now the booyah itself. Okay, it's it's a dated reference at right. all. Right. But this is a character that, from what he's been shown, the little he's been shown, is a very plain spoken, erudite kind of cat that that speaks in a in a sort of lexicon that's that's for a higher minded individual. Mm-hmm. For this character to say booyah at the end of this thing, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs>
0: he could have said to point out it's the obvious racist. he could
1: have said <laughs> Why? step on that
0: wolf and it would have been a better line than <laughs> it's, booyah it's,
1: uh, it, le- le- it's not racist it's more it's just stereotypical it's it's like it's a oh hell yeah or something if, like that. It, it would be it would be funnier if like all of them would say that, right, or whatever. Like a, a Wonder Woman coming out, busting out a booyah <laughs> yeah. would be fine with that. Or that even yeah.
0: Flash going like booyah, yeah, right, yeah. To it right, exactly. <laughs> 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 Instead, they play words. it like
2: this is a cool line, and, and only the black guy would know to say it. I yeah. guess
0: I don't know. Another thing the movie does well, I think, and you guys may disagree, is and I, I, it's clearly very intentional, but it, they have they have written in an excuse for. Super Superman to be lighter. Yeah. Not only does he crack a smile and have fun, he literally laughs when he and Cyborg, you know, collectively kill Steppenwolf or whatever, pull the things apart. He's just laughing and laughing and laughing. And I feel like what they're gonna say is because of his death and resurrection, he appreciates life more. He appreciates Earth more. He's gonna lighten up a little bit moving forward. Like which is fine. Racing flash at the end of the movie, yeah. which is a credit scene I only saw because it was blessedly thirty seconds. Yeah, into the it was credits. as we were walking out, I did not watch the other one. I went home and Googled it. Right. Glad I didn't stay. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I feel like a lighter Superman moving forward is part of what this universe needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, do we need to talk about Superman's face? <laughs> yes. And the mustache. <laughs> yeah. And the CGI. <laughs> Because for all the reshoots, he had a mustache for Mission Impossible 6. Ah, okay. And the studios couldn't agree. And basically, because they were reshooting, Paramount had basically dibs and right. they wouldn't let him shave his mustache first of all is it not easier to cgi a mustache on or make up one on than it is to cgi one off no it's a it was a total pissing contest i think for paramount i'm sure say, like, it was and we- there are shots of superman's face that greatly suffer for yes. it. Oh, yes yeah. oh yeah it's like an uncanny valley going around his <laughs> mouth just <laughs> right right in this one area right here yeah
1: um i uh here's the other big big problem i had with this movie is that I feel like the Justice League is worthless in this fight, except for Superman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, once they resurrect Superman, you might as well just let Superman do it. Well, the movie almost suggests why would he even need to work with them moving
0: forward. They should all be able to retire. The movie goes so far out of its way to show how much power, more powerful Superman is than any of them. Yeah. Why would you even keep trying? Superman can handle it.
2: Here's the worst example of it. The best example of what Chris is saying and the worst example in the movie is they're in the middle of beating ass in this. Everybody's kicking Steppenwolf's ass once Superman shows up, mm-hmm. him most of all. And then he gets it's a similar thing to where in Batman versus Superman, where he's about to catch Bruce Wayne and he hears this Mexican family that's that's in mm-hmm. peril and he has to leave. He hears these Siberian families that are that are on the road or that, that are in danger. And he fucking leaves that main fight. Yep. To go, to go, you know why?
0: Them. Because Warner Brothers wants you to forget all about that neck snapping and all the innocent civilians he killed in Man of Steel.
2: But well- here's the thing send. Okay, Flash is out there already trying to save one. Send the rest of those motherfuckers out there, and I'll take on yeah. Steppenwolf because I'm the only motherfucker
0: that can take him down. Yeah, well, and, and, and yeah. he even basically comes back in that battle while Superman's
1: gone, yeah. so that Superman has to come back. Yeah. And is that that truck that Flash pushes and the apartment building that Superman pushes? Does that constitute the entire population of that town?
2: Apparently so. That's apparently everybody. I it was just everybody was in those two spots. <laughs> yes, I,
0: I still thought that was a good gag, though. It's a good gag. When Flash is like he pushed a car, probably for the first time ever, saved three lives, feeling good about that, looks over and Superman's just casually one-arming a yeah. <laughs> goddamn four-story apartment. You know what? It's complex. a good
1: gag, but like apparently that entire town is yeah. encapsulated by the apartment building and the truck. Yeah, I think it's they the even logic. show a
0: shot of hundreds of people running at one point there. Right. Like when the family first leaves their house before it's destroyed, in the background, I'm pretty sure you can see dozens of other people running. Yeah, apparently they all ran to that one apartment building. <laughs> I, I, all right, so, that's so much. See, I, I overlook that. I, I don't disagree with you at all, mm-hmm. but it's easier for me to overlook that because of all the other bullshit going on in that final battle. Like, yeah. like we specifically had to. I'm I'm just a little tired of them pushing back too much on everybody's criticism that Superman killed a bunch of innocent people. So yeah. now we got to set this finale in a super remote town. <laughs> Well, people shouldn't even be living in because of all the radiation from the nuke thing. Mm -hmm. And there's like a handful of people there. It's not a metropolis. It's not a big city. And then Superman, he even left fighting the bad guy to go save. This is how much he cares about saving lives. Yeah. (laughs) And then that fucking cheesy, I care about truth, but I also care about justice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, all you did- First of all, that pulled me right out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Stupid, cheesy line. But the rest of that saying is the American way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and you're have...
0: in fucking Russia right now. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but Superman hasn't been just about America since like the 40s or right. whatever. But anyway, the, the, the movie has tons of issues. That's the, that there's yeah, canned peas and instant mashed potatoes all over this movie. But I felt like there was a decent steak there that I enjoyed enough of it. So I gave it a B minus or C plus. It's not like I'm raving.
2: Was it? What was the main thing that was the stake for you? Was it? Was it pretty much Ezra Miller and a little bit of, of good stuff that
0: you could take? It was. From it? it was the the humor that worked because I think more of it works than doesn't. Uh, Ezra Miller to me stole the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, happier Superman coming back. That's yeah. and then that that fight in the middle between Superman and the rest of the Justice League. I was giddy. I just was loving all of it. But when she, she headbutts him back and you're like, oh shit, Wonder Woman is. and then he just headbutts her like three feet down into the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was giggling out loud. I just felt like the movie delivered some yeah moments. Uh whereas Batman v Superman had won that warehouse fight with Batman. Yeah. And it doesn't have the spirit of Wonder Woman. It doesn't have the cohesion. Um it's not like Wonder Woman's villain was that much more fleshed out. No, no, Still but it, it also aries. doesn't have a whole lot of Wonder Woman. No, I actually thought. Well, you're right, but I thought she was one of the better things about this movie.
2: Sure, just like mm. Batman versus Superman, but she was she was paper thin in this it's coming so, off of
1: such a well done movie. There is such a different tone in this movie with her. Um, the yeah i mean that opening scene makes no sense to me at all Still no. don't understand how she's able to block every single okay bullet. god when the machine i turned to my friend
0: and said a fucking machine gun when she like <laughs> crawl runs across in front of all the hostages like this with her breast blocking yep. all the machine gun bullets that's some bullshit and
1: remember also she took care of Ares in this in wonder woman <laughs> um Uh, why is this guy so much more powerful than aries yeah this steppenwolf guy there's nothing about Steppenwolf that screams to me better than Ares. Well, and he even <laughs> says something along the
0: lines of he smells the old gods on her and then says another line later about I will become one of the new gods. Right. And it's basically suggesting he's not even half as powerful as Ares would have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, again, all it's not just DC. Marvel has the same issue. Villains with no clear powers that we really understand. Yep. And, and
1: it's uh, it's also funny because I, I listened to Barrett on the Sif Pop with Aaron. And uh, and he brought up something that I noticed as well is that the way she's shot in this movie, oh, is absolutely, completely different.
0: Oh my God, it's like pervy how so she's shot. So many
1: ass shots. There's a there's a shot that he, he I think Zack Snyder thinks he's being subtle or something with oh. it because it's like off in the corner. The leather pants. Yeah, uh, no, she's in her Wonder Woman oh, outfit. Okay. There's a shot where it's like she's he's he's aiming towards past her, right, but. Her ass is right there. yeah, well, there's also and
0: that it, shot when I go onto to the ship for the first time, and it's basically an upskirt. yeah, yes, it's basically, <laughs> I'm like, She's either not wearing underwear or she's wearing a thong and I shouldn't be seeing what I'm seeing right now. You know, it's, it's the it's it's It ain't Patty Jenkins.
1: Yeah, no. This is it's difficult because obviously Gal Gadot is an incredibly beautiful woman. But you know what? That speaks for itself. Yeah. You don't have to really need any shots to tell you that. <laughs> you know, that sort of speaks for itself. Just let her, you know, be beautiful. Be like she's beautiful. We <laughs> understand yeah. that. Now get on with the good stuff with that we liked in the uh, wonder woman movie um the other thing i'm i briefly mentioned on this is I, these fucking artifacts that come up in these movies have got to go they're the way they store them has to go the way they work has to go this one is perhaps the dumbest one i've ever seen mm-hmm.
0: i love how the athenians Is that Wonder Woman's people? No, No. it's
1: the uh, Amazonians. Amazonians. The
0: Amazonians protected it in this, like, they had warriors around it, and they had these self-closing doors, and, like, the Atlanteans did the same thing. Let's protect... The humans are, like let's fucking bury this thing in the woods and there was this
1: yeah exactly and there was also this strange lord of the rings feel to it like you know uh one one mother box to unite them all you know um yeah they bury it in the ground but these yeah these other two are like we could guard that shit like there's no reason to guard the fucking box hide it somewhere or try to at least destroy it what is it would the harm be in destroying yeah. it? you well, know and
0: i don't understand how because he shows up in wonder woman land with that uh, top down star trek enterprise beaming technology mm-hmm. and all his minions come through with him after but he, he knew where that one was he mm-hmm. went right to it but then he spends the rest of the movie saying, find the other mother box to yeah. his minions. Like, yeah. well, how the fuck did you find the first two? You knew exactly where they were, but the humans who buried it in dirt, they, they that's the one that escapes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow the grasshopper minions will go find that. I don't
1: fucking I know. still, I, I just don't understand why every one of these movies, there's some sort of let's bury this deep type <laughs> bullshit. Yep. The, it started off with Green Lantern, which nobody's going to claim for any universe that we're talking about here. <laughs> right. But it, you know that the parallax thing—that's what I I relate to every one of these bury it deep things. It's yeah, parallax. Why would you just put him under? Like, why would you just put? It, why can't you kill him when he's trapped? Like, yeah. if he's trapped there, just start throwing nuclear bombs <laughs> in him and, and, you know, like, well, maybe that'll work. Oh, that didn't work? Okay, well, he's still chained into the, you know, he's still underground, so let's just keep throwing shit at him <laughs> until he's dead. Why do we have to bury him? And, like, the same thing with all these artifacts. They bury the shit all over the place and, like, of course there's people that are going to come back and get it. What do they they think is going to (laughs) happen? Well, it was
0: even prophesied. So there's like an interminable flashback backstory about the mother boxes in this movie. The movie chugs along normal. And then there's like seriously 10, 15 minutes of Wonder Woman explaining who steppenwolf is and the first time he came down and they knew he was gonna come they fucking knew he was coming back yep she yeah. says that although i did enjoy the green lantern easter egg in that flash oh nice. yeah, yeah 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 um but um that's the best, best green lantern we've ever had on film <laughs> yeah he's true. got like three seconds of screen time. and then
1: they, they they give the things some like indeterminate powers like oh well once i combine these things yeah what <laughs> profits <laughs> well and it's
0: it's really murky that somehow cyborg was built partially using a mother box so he's like has this connection mm-hmm. to the mother boxes that is basically just the biggest ex machina of the whole film It allows them to find where steppenwolf is at the end when he's looking at that orange globe just give me a few more minutes yeah i'm connected to the energy and i will find it it helps them revive superman yep it's just a cheap easy out it sure is and yeah mother boxes yeah now here's here's where all the dc fans are going to chime in and say mother boxes are canon and have been since like 30 40 years what the i'm just telling you right now mother box is a goddamn stupid name (laughs) for all spark (laughs) Two would and be a better name. Again,
1: it, it, just like anything, though, that has been around for a really long time and is getting introduced now or whatever, it doesn't matter because there are so many movies doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transformers movies, for instance, do. Uh, this is why you mentioned, uh, mentioned AllSpark yep. and all that. There's all that stuff in Transformers too. There's all this stuff in Marvel with the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. There's all this these things that you hold so high and dear in your hearts, apparently. Mm. Like I, I've never heard these fucking things in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you really are a fan of these comic books, why aren't you always talking about mother boxes right. to me? If they're so <laughs> fucking about? awesome. Oh, about well, Batman. they were there, so that's so therefore they're good to be put in any fucking movie we want to. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm sorry, I'm tired of all these artifacts facts with who cares what the powers are yeah. it is interesting
0: that. I read a few early reviews before I went to see it and one of the most positive things I saw people saying were how much fans how much fan service is in this movie like how much the, how many moments and shots the fanboys are gonna love because they're callbacks to a specific comic or what have you they need to stop doing that mm-hmm. no offense comic book fans you are a very tiny number compared to moviegoers that is very true when we were
2: walking out of the theater there were a group of like four or five dudes. That were fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and this is another part of this thing the, about the fan, like people who really like these type of movies, they don't care about how the the uh, stuff is presented to them. Yeah, they don't care about. They only care about what happened. Yeah. So if 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 there's a scene where all the Amazonians are fucking playing a relay race with the mother box, <laughs> that's cool to them because that that's something that happened and they can talk about it. But the way that scene is presented to me as a film goer, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is such a mess. You might as well just have somebody come out and say, this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'll be satisfied apparently because, because <laughs> you don't care about how this action is presented to you at all. And you know what? God bless them. Yeah. If you like that type of stuff without caring how it's presented, there's that you're gonna like it yeah you know Yeah. so the problem
0: is they're releasing these movies to movie fans a much greater population 90 80 percent of which not only don't know about the the comic callbacks they don't give a shit yeah i don't give a shit it doesn't make it any better to me if you tell me cyborg is always saying booyah in the comics that's still a terrible part of the movie yeah i have two more gripes i want to talk about go for it um Lois Lane is just so worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's even more worthless in this than she was in Batman v Superman. But my biggest gripe with her is th- how the movie ends, like her her character arc is she can't write anymore after Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't bring herself to write. Yeah. Right. And then at the very end, she sits down at a computer now that Superman's back <laughs> and she begins to write an article about the light in the universe and yep. it, there's this terribly cheesy voiceover. The end of this movie is awful. Yeah awful i was i was giggling and that's not that's not a good thing uh my other major gripe is a super
1: nitpicky by the way before you get to that that's a huge subtext that i don't know if they intended that she needs superman she needs a man to write <laughs> yeah basically yeah. otherwise the, i'm gonna write about cats right <laughs> you know it's uh and 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 does she has she been has she been at the newspaper not writing anything yeah no, well she's, she's writing writing even pieces oh okay yeah
0: but that's where she has that scene with uh, superman's mom they're in right. her workplace
1: yeah okay so yeah i mean that's yeah, the other awful little they may not have intended that but that's what comes off is yep. like i need a guy to write so. also
0: she and superman's mom neither one of them were duly impressed that he was alive again in my opinion oh no they both had like a half look of wonder and then just accepted it and are exuberant. <laughs> like like right. when they, when Batman brings her to that fight as the big gun to try and get kal which works, of course, to try and get kal to stop killing them, She. She goes from like I don't even feel like there was a moment there where she was like, Holy fuck, he's yeah, alive. <laughs> she just gets she out was of the just car like, and she's like, hey, Clark. Yeah. And I'm like, Did you did did you get briefed on the way over she, here? Yeah. And she then somehow like, emotionally wrap your head around it. She was
1: like, Finally. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that dirt move. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Yeah. One. All right, this, I,
0: this is the nitpickiest thing I'm gonna rip on this movie for when my cinema sins are coming out. But that opening scene with Batman where he catches the robber thug and you think it's a straightforward thing. And the guy's like, what do you want? And he's like, fear, they can smell it. And he lifts the guy over the ledge and a parademon comes up from under the street and he has a fight with it. Batman does. He kills it. Later on, when Wonder Woman's explaining what the parademons are, Batman says, I met one. It didn't go over. We didn't get along or something like that. Yeah. How did you fucking know they were existed to even hang the thug over the roof so that it could smell fear and come if that was the first one you'd ever met? oh that's a good point
1: yeah well and and then you could also wonder why there's even a parademon here considering the fact that the uh, steppenwolf hasn't shown up yet right like unless unless they're just scouts or some shit like you know go around go to some random spots on earth see if you can find this plus it just explodes
2: when he hits it with the net
1: yeah (laughs) yeah uh i mean there there is i mean there is of course the uh the i don't know if this has anything to do with knowing anything but he does have that stupid ass dream in batman v superman where he sees all those assholes but are Uh, they do they have the wings in that one mm -hmm. i don't remember that yeah but they—I don't even know if he considers that something real. Or oh, because Flash was like telling him, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, there's something. Coming. I know, there's something, something." Okay.
0: Yeah. Also, Commissioner Gordon—no reason for him to be in this movie. No, dude, I—I I, I was like J.K. Simmons, cool. Something good's going to happen now. Nothing. He gets like three scenes.
1: This is how, how vast these comic book universes have gotten to this point, that when I saw J.K. Simmons, I thought he was playing J. Jonah Jameson again. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It's getting confusing on the way these well, and actors I think, show up. I think we need to talk a little bit about, this movie has
0: way too many throwbacks to previous v- incarnations of Superman and Batman. But, like, the opening logo for DC has... Four or five notes of the main Superman theme from the 1979 movie in it. 79? 78. 78. Um, There are at least two moments, I think three, where the uh, Tim Burton Batman theme comes Uh back. Of course, we have Danny Elfman doing this score. What's what's a problem for me is I can't remember any of the music from this film that wasn't a callback to one of those first two Batman and Superman films. Mm -mm. There's nothing memorable about the rest of this theme. A lot of that is Elfman was called in at the last minute well similar to the Gachino thing I th- with, uh, well, they even have that line with alfred where he's like you know you long for the days when your biggest concern was a bunch of exploding penguin toys or whatever just I'm fan just service like, yep it's not well it's not even fan service it's like it's like an inside joke yeah right like that doesn't make any sense it doesn't because this is not the same fucking batman right
1: yeah this is almost like coming in and saying you killed the threw joker off the building or something yeah, like that exactly you know? that you know and and then forgetting that there was another joker because that that's the reason why you have to keep these universes separate because they do different things with different characters you can't just suddenly just throw
0: three jokers and like six batman and (laughs) then in this dc film universe and if you want to start your dceu keep it separate keep Mm -hmm. it new but when you do all the musical callbacks and you throw in jokes like the exploding penguins i'm just like stop winking at me and show me a movie yep i agree fuck this movie
1: yeah fuck this movie
0: (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't fuck it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would fuck it.
0: I would fuck it with everything that fucks. I think if if you, if obviously, if you loved Batman v Superman, and there are people like that out there, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like Batman v Superman, but want to see something better that provides hope for the future of these characters, I would encourage you to go see it. I think you can have a good enough time. Um, clearly, you two had a worse time than I did. But I I promise my expression when the credits started rolling was, eh, (laughs) that was the expression I had on my face. Like, you did a lot of things right this time out. You still did a lot of shit wrong. It's still a hot mess of a movie. Uh, It just, it gets way more right than Batman v. Superman. Uh, But Wonder Wonder Woman is still the the pinnacle of this DCEU. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, a mixed bag. Mixed bag of, of, uh, you know um mixed bag of dicks mixed bag of dicks <laughs> booyah <laughs> mm-hmm. um so uh that'll do it for this mini pod Mini pod. It's, mini pod. It's, uh, Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherrod by the way go to uh, uh you know the Sincast presented by CinemaSins Facebook go to go to SoundCloud go to all of our various social media outlets and if you want to sound off about this movie and say you guys totally got that shit wrong. The special yeah. effects were amazing, and the you know, and Jason Momoa is my husband. Don't <laughs> you know? Just go ahead, give it to us. We're, we can take. I actually
0: saw an article headline. I didn't read the article, but it was a major site, and it was like making Aquaman um hot is the best decision DC has ever made. <laughs> and I was like, really? All right, really? Because they didn't do much else with him. Yeah, no, they just made him hot. Right. <laughs> I did like I did like that scene where he was talking about how we're all gonna die, and then slowly started getting super honest, and then it's revealed that she secretly lassoed him with the lasso, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stupidly named lasso of truth. <laughs> which this movie again compels like it's she has to tell us the rope compels you to tell the truth to me. Yeah. Why do you need to say that to
1: we him? We know we this, know. This is a one this is a one way conversation. Just let him talk. Yep. Anyway, fuck yeah. It. I liked it more than you. I didn't love it. All right, well that'll do it for this mini pod. It's uh, Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our
2: episodes on our soundcloud page check us out on youtube
1: twitter facebook
2: and reddit and be sure to visit cinemasins.com
1: the fuck is going on like it's like justin timberlake all over again yeah
0: he uh, seems to have a lot more ambition mm-hmm. than the other. Like, I think I, so far I've liked Niall's songs more just because they're more poppy. and yeah. that's, But, you know, he's like you, you kind of compared one of those songs to like a Bowie sound. Mm-hmm. And then I heard that Sweet Creature song mm-hmm. where, where he kind of shows off his chops. Um, so I think he m- might long term end up being the Timberlake out of this group. But I've been surprised, like every single one of them that put the song out. It goes to like the top ten of the pop yeah. charts.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I even like like the Louis Tomlinson stuff. I like and uh the Liam Payne. He had that terrible song, but then he's got a good one. That what followed. song
1: is that that you thought was terrible?
2: Uh, it was the one with Quavo.
1: Strip that down. Oh, uh, there's something that they're the all these guys are doing, man. With some I don't know. The, I think this, it's the tattoos. It's the tattoos <laughs> and the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> No, that Harry style, that new
2: Harry, you got to watch this video, by the way, uh, the Kiwi video. It's an awesome video. Just total, like almost run the jewels type of ridiculousness. Okay. And uh, the song reminds me a lot of Jack White. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's got like real crunchy guitars. Speaking of and- Jack White.
1: Yeah. You know what? That makes sense. I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking, God, he's got some sort of rock in this yeah. that I don't quite put my finger on. That makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of Jack White. Justice League. What about it?
0: <laughs> isn't there a White Stripe song uh, at a key pivotal moment in the movie? Oh, it's- Probably. Uh, <laughs> is it the hardest button to button? <laughs> it comes right after all the- No, it's-
2: It's my Thump. Icky Thump is the name of the, the song. But
0: it is Jack White. It's
2: Yeah, it's White Stripes. Yeah. Okay, that's
0: what I thought. I have, I have I have opinions about that I have forgotten okay. about
2: that I just thought about the fucking Leonard Cohen song
1: oh yeah they it. covered the Leonard Cohen song in the beginning
2: yes every epic everybody knows that's man. one that I greatly prefer the Leonard Cohen version hell yeah because he's got that everybody yeah knows. even it
0: would though it's played even great. better in the movie if they did we should shut up and just start talking <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah I guess so
1: all right Avery, blika. You go